podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Club Cricket Podcast in association with Nat West. I'm Yazrana and as ever I'm joined by Phil Walker. As the season approaches its end, we've got quite a lot to talk about, about our recent outings in the club game. Um, first up, Phil, you've been playing a lot of cricket, with and against cricketers specifically from Afghanistan. Um, <laughs> and it's been quite a lot of fun. First, tell me the story about your, your gun Afghan quick at your club, who uh, seems a bit special. Yeah, right. Well, um, where do I start on this one? Um, he is a lad called Shaq, um, Shaq Ullah. Wasig, um, he arrived in England nine months ago, eight or nine months ago. He couldn't remember exactly when. He arrived from uh, a province just northwest of Kabul with his brother and his mother to join his father, who works for um, works for Uber Eats in Essex. And he joined up with his father, rocked up at our cricket club, him and his brother, having found found us online. Um, and it was the nearest club to where they were in that kind of Essex, Essex East London border. And, and they rocked up one, one evening with a few quid in their pocket and asked if they could rent a net. Now, that night was our club night, our club training night. Full first team were there, obviously. Naturally, they said, well, come and join in with us, grab a ball and crack on. Fourth ball of his, uh, uh, let me say, English cricket career, he cleaned up our first team skipper, clean bowled. Um and three weeks later was uh, playing playing in our side in the second team. Uh, he played one game for the first team, bowled one over, bowled one game for the third team, took a few. This was his first game for the second team. He's 18 years old. There's not much of him. Um, he's he's yet to really properly grow into his body. Uh, but um, suffice to say that of the 10 wickets to, to fall that afternoon uh, in some godforsaken kind of windy wreck in Dagenham East London he took all 10 he took all 10 to record the greatest figures in our 160 year history as a cricket club there was one other old fella many many years ago who took all 10 but not 10 for not better than 10 for 26 which is what this boy took he took he cleaned up the first seven first seven clean bold um not even an inside edge inside first seven clean bold uh, the eighth was a bouncer off the glove. He's fast, right? He's fast. And he was downhill with a tailwind behind him. And it was, you know, it was a juicy track, no question. Uh, but what he did was astonishing. The, the eighth wicket was uh, a bouncer fended off, uh, caught behind. The ninth was audaciously um, hit to mid off. I don't know what the boy was thinking, frankly. Um, and it was only a 40 over game. So he only had eight overs. And his seventh over was um, rubbish. Hope, hopeless. He'd taken he'd taken nine in six. His seventh was was a mess, uh, and so he had eight uh, six deliveries to go of his eighth and final over. First ball edged past slip. Second ball blocked. Four balls to go, uh, and he clatters into the bootstraps of their number eleven. Everyone goes up, um, and the umpire raises the finger. It was a moment that I'll never forget, and I've never seen it before, and I'll probably never see it again. 
I've asked you this before, but if he cleaned up your ones captain in the net a few weeks before, what was he doing in the twos? Well, it's an overseas thing. That's the that's the boring okay, answer. Really? Yeah, it's an overseas oh, thing. Wow. So you have limited numbers of overseas players and we have our designated overseas in the first team. So that's the reason why. Oh, wow. But also, in fairness, um, he, you know, he is a he is a developing cricketer. It was funny. It's funny watching him field. I hope he listens to this. It's funny watching him field because, you know, he doesn't really doesn't walk in 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 the kind of the you know the coached way he doesn't hunch he just sort of stands there at at deep square or wherever he's been posted and then of course if the ball goes in his arc then he tears after it and then fuzzes it over the top of the stumps in a heartbeat of course but the the the, the learned stuff of english cricket um and club recreation cricket he's he's yet to pick that up that will come with time of course his his english is developing he's still getting used to the well, the profound culture shock of being of being in England. He he played a lot of cricket in in uh, in Kunar, uh, the the province where he was from, um, but very little kind of organised eleven aside cricket. It was street cricket. It was it was cricket in the valleys. It was inter village cricket and so on. He's he lives for the game, but moving from that distinct culture to our distinct culture obviously will require a little bit of getting used to. But my word, I mean. He'll, he'll be he'll be knocking poles down for the first team for for a long time. But when I did ask him, are you looking forward to staying at Gideon Park and Romford Cricket Club for many years? He looked at me and says, "I don't know. Uh, I want <laughs> I want to play for the England cricket team." So, yeah. But, uh, how quick is he? Like, because because there are stories of I mean, most famously, Harris Ralph from Pakistan has gone from from absolutely nowhere playing street cricket essentially to bowling ninety miles per hour for the Pakistan first team. I'm not. Put, I don't want to put too much pressure on young Shaq, but mm. um, like how quick is he and how realistic do you reckon that is? Um, there were a couple of deliveries, actually, fo- the fo- weirdly, the following week, still in the twos, following week on a quicker pitch, he bowled a couple of deliveries that were fast, properly fast for this level. So, it, yeah, it, it's it's certainly late 70s. It might, it might be pushing 80, maybe even one or two. 81 82 um but that would be the high end yeah so but it's it's consistently late 70s and as i say he is 18 you know he's he's still growing growing into his into his body and his work uh but it's it is a showstopper of a story mm. you know him and his brother his brother plays in the third team now uh these boys are still getting used to um to their new life you know and <clears throat> he explained to me about his story Coming, coming from Afghanistan, and 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 you know the family had to get out of what was a very dangerous and volatile place, and so, so to find himself absorbing his way into English life via the cricket club, and finding a sense of belonging and developing friendships and so on, it's just a beautiful thing, mm. beautiful, beautiful thing. And and more more importantly, obviously, how have, how have you gone since we last <laughs> recorded the show? Um. Oh come on! We don't need to go through it, do we? I've got a few. Not 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 just yourself personally, but how, how have your teams done? We, we've we've done okay. We we won a, a a big one at a kind of local derby. It was good to to get that one. But because of the confected league um, cup structure, it's lacked it's lacked that bit of edge, you know, that you really? get with, with with league cricket. Yeah, but it's it's been lovely, and it's been. From our personal perspective as a club, it's been great because we've got four teams out pretty much every week. Last year, we were getting three teams out, if we, you know, and rarely getting a fourth out. So the fact that we've been able to do it this time round is is obviously very encouraging. I hear generally good stories 
um, about availability and about the take-up. I've heard a few horror stories as well, of course. Um, but it's all about what what happens in April now, next mm. year. You know, can we make, retain what we've had? Uh, and I mean, that, that's that's a question for later, really. Mm. But it's it's absolutely critical that we hold on to what we've got. Yeah, we'll talk about not on today's show, but in later episodes, a little bit about um, the challenges facing clubs over this winter. So. Um, obviously a lot of clubs there's a lot of uncertainty at the start of the summer about whether clubs can survive through this summer but actually especially with the latest government guidelines about like, events clubs can hold that's a major revenue stream for a lot of clubs a lot of clubs will have to find alternative uh, streams of revenue for that and we'll talk a little bit about that in, in other episodes um, but you wanted to talk about tees match tees <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm, I'm not sure you were, you were going to be throwing me this one Um <clears throat> I read an email this morning from from one of our writers who's been talking to various people around his area of kind of South West London. And, um, and he was saying that there seems to be a consensus that the tea, the fabled tea, might be uh, withering away from, from the, the cricketing day because it's, a, it's an outlay for the club um, it's an outlay for the tea lady or lady or person or whoever, whoever it may be. Um, and it's a, it's top of the list of um, sort of spirit sapping drains on the captain's energies, right? Um, captains tend to have a list of things that get on their nerves. Um, you know, last minute unavailability is obviously right near the top, but also ensuring that the teas are, are ready, paid for the lot. Um, Anecdotally, this is this is uh, this is an ongoing bane of of a, of a captain's life. So, the question is, when we're looking at it, do we do we hold the tea as sacrosanct for next year, or do we do, do we do we adjust to the new to, to the new normal or the new abnormal, however you want to put it, and all of that? Because what we have found is that it doesn't really interfere with the flow of the day, particularly. Um, People muck in, you know, they pop to the shop, they pick themselves up something or beforehand. And and while I've missed a cup of tea, I've really missed a cup of tea. I, I haven't really missed the ritual of sitting around waiting for a, the last little bit of Battenberg, you know. I, I personally, it's not really interfered on in my enjoyment of the game. Uh, I, ju- I just wonder if clubs will be looking at, you know, cutting costs going through into next year looking at things looking at ways to to keep the show on the road and possibly that might be one of these things where uh in certain clubs anyway it becomes under threat yeah i've never really got uh people's obsessions with match tees maybe it's because my own club's match tees aren't very good almost always the worst in the league and also to be honest this season our innings breaks have been shorter um mm-hmm. because people just eat what they've already got there's no queuing there's no waiting for the tables to be set up or anything like that. It's been much quicker. And to be honest, if it's stayed like that for the foreseeable, we'll be fine. The only thing that's a bit village is uh, like, you know, eat, eating by by the boundary rope. I would like to go back inside, obviously, but I think you can bring your own stuff. I mean, I'll obviously be, be you know, it, it would be a sad day to see it, <laughs> to see it wither away. Um, and, and, and what's cricket without its breaks for food yeah. and drink, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we shall have to see, you know, as I say, it's this is not just a sort of throwaway, frivolous remark. There, there are captains out there that I've spoken to myself and that I've I've heard, and as I say, received an email from a well-connected person in club cricket this morning saying that the teas are done. 
I was imagining how this many hours how many hours this winter will be wasted. Maybe not wasted, but will be spent debating over whether clubs should continue having match days. Well, or not. well again, and it's it's the age old um, traditionalists progressives argument, and this is again just re- I've just gone back to the email while you were chatting, and and yeah, there's a clear sort of generational divide on this one. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, uh, wonderful. Um, my, my end of the season was really underwhelming. Uh, we oh, only... yeah, sorry. I should have asked yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we only won one game all season. Um, I mean, we struggled to build pressure with the ball. We struggled to take wickets and we struggled to make big runs with the bat. So you can kind of work out what went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Everything pretty much. Um, There's only three t- three things wrong with this team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so to, to kind of highlight, I, th- I think my own season is probably sums up where the clubs were where my where our twos are at uh i bat 10 and i finished second or third in the batting averages oh uh and uh i bowl every game and <laughs> average more with the ball than i did with the bat right so uh i think that the, the, that pretty yeah. much sums, sums that, it up that, that, that neatly does the yeah. job although i did get 20 not out batting at number 10 when we were 60 for eight and got us up to 112 which meant we only lost in 28 overs as opposed to 24 overs i, I um, was i was really impressed sincerely with how you bowled in the nets a couple of weeks ago at Southwark Park the new the new kind of the spiritual home of English cricket it feels really now my it word really is, what, a, yeah. what a buzzing place for cricket this is <laughs> uh, yeah and you came in you were wordless considering you, you you work in words for your for your career and speak for for money you turned up you picked your ball you might have brought your own you probably would have done actually being covid responsible you brought your own ball and you wordlessly bowled for two hours just ran in from the back of the net uh hit that length hit the top of off it was it was impressive yes to watch but interestingly you don't bat do you you don't you don't you don't ever really throw the bat in the nets uh i i genuinely prefer bowling so like on tuesday before it's friday so on tuesday i'd had a two-hour net with a friend i just bowl for two hours uh yeah i'd prefer it um I've, wow. I like batting in games. I like batting in games. Uh, I, but in terms of nets, I, I do prefer bowling. But I mean, part of the frustration this season was that I felt I was actually bowling okay. But I bowl first change and the ball was doing absolutely mm. nothing. At my speed, and we've been promoted a little bit in recent years, better batsmen can just line that up. I, I, I was kind of wondering, like, what, should I just pack it in and start bowling spin genuinely oh, on tuesday i was don't i was bowling I, was bowl, I bowled an hour of spin um and it's, it's actually much harder than it looks <laughs> i c- can only get it to turn if i really slow it down um but yeah just like the, the ball wasn't swinging at all and mm. i think that even if the ball's just doing a little bit mm. in the air that makes quite a big difference it puts a little bit of doubt in the batsman's mind i wouldn't yeah. be able to do that at all this this summer um, was it, yeah, it was quite a depressing moment uh, in my last game. I was like, mm, I'm not even bowling that badly, but it's not going well. What about the intensity of the games, considering the peculiarity of the I, summer? I think they were pretty much, pretty, with the exception of our first game, we talked about it in a couple of episodes ago, where we had that rain, but we mm. weren't sure whether to come back, back on. I think mm. that didn't quite feel like a league game at all times, but I think the other games did feel like league games. Actually, well, the, game, the one game that we won didn't to a degree because of, there being quite a big standard gap. So our league's based on geography pretty much and just so happened that most of the teams are about the same standard. There's one team that was three or four leagues below. So we beat them. That didn't really feel like a league game at times. But other than that, it's really felt it's really felt actually as, as intense as a normal normal season, which has been good. Um yeah, I, I think just people miss the competitive nature of it. Like people haven't you know, for me, cricket is the only sport I, I play competitively, but there'll be other people there who play lots of sport and they haven't been playing any sport 
for so long. Yeah. So they just want that probably more than the cricket. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I've, I've found on a personal level that there's been no drop off really at all. Um, you know, I've, I've been frustrated. I've been engaged. I've been irritated. Uh, and, and I've enjoyed a, a good result and a good win uh, and the odd good knock just as much as I would have done normally. Um, in terms of intensity, I, I played a game at Arundel just briefly. Played a game at Arundel for the Authors CC. Now, all right. Week after Alistair Cook scored a ton there? It was two days. Okay. Two days yeah. after, yeah. Um, and uh, we played against the Afghan Refugee Council. Um, now, I played against them about three or four years ago and they were developing cricketers. Um They've developed, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Uh, they, they, it was a 20-over game, um, and they beat us reasonably comfortably. It was actually, we've got 35 overs in because of the rain. Uh, but they hit 170-odd from their 20, um, and I, I saw some of the biggest sixes I've ever seen, I've ever seen in my life. And there's a purity to, to the way these, these lads play. Now, they are probably between late teens, maybe 20, 21, none older than that. Uh, it's fascinating to see the difference in technique as well um, between, you know, homegrown player and a, and a, and a player who's, who's grown up in those conditions playing a different different form of the game, really, in truth. Uh, and there's a, there's a kind of unbridled style about it, you know. And as a consequence, they hit the ball so far because there's a snap in the wrists in the way you don't get that so much with, with play, players who have grown up playing in English conditions and, you know, coached by English coaches and so on. When, when the first shot you're taught is a poor defence. Exactly, and then cover drive, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was under a, a, the steepler to end all steeplers at long on, uh, waddled in a bit ran in a bit more, then stopped, then got, went back a bit, then sort of looked at my watch, then considered what to do with the rest of my day. And then it was still climbing. By the time it landed and literally plugged in the wet turf behind me to the extent that I had to scoop it out with my hand, I was nowhere near it. It was so high. And I've got reasonably good hands. I'd back myself. It went so high, I almost, almost lost it up there. It was absurd. Absurd. Uh, and if it had landed on my head, as it could have quite easily, then it would, then I would not be here now. Uh, anyway, it was a glorious, glorious afternoon with, with these with these lads, and and again, humbling stories similar to what I was saying with with mm. my boy Shaq. Mm. Um, on, on I wanted to finish on netting um, actually. So you're netting for netting's sake at the moment quite regularly. It's become a weekly thing, almost almost a ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come down once. It's a it's a good laugh. Um, <laughs> you didn't give any impression that you were enjoying yourself i was really enjoying it I was, as, as, as you said i was bowling quite well i was, yeah, I was in the were, zone, I, was in the zone. Um, I mean admittedly you didn't bowl to me but you know, uh, that's true that's true yeah, um, batted by the time you turn up but do you think that uh you know what why why do you now now that the season's come to an end that people had so long without cricket um how long do you how long do you think that people can go into the winter netting outdoors when, when is too late it's a really because I think this it's, little group is going to have to uh, battle this question at some point. Yeah, we don't really want to address it yet because <laughs> it's been a real, real godsend for people. We've all united around this this makeshift Wednesday night net thing that we now do, um, and you know, there's a lot of kind of cricket journalist royalty who turn up and they're you know they're clambering to get there and cancelling gigs and this that and the other. Uh, it's it. 
it is a concern, genuinely, because you know, obviously, the nights are rolling in straight away. I can the Getting only the only early, the only it? response I can give you is that it will continue to eat into our working day, and I think our start time <laughs> will just go further and further back. So we're meeting up at half one two in the yeah. in the freezing cold in the teeth of Windsor <laughs> in the middle of December, just to get yeah. our couple of hours in. Yeah, hey, out of all the WhatsApp groups I'm on at the moment, it's probably the one that's most active. Mm. Yeah, and and I sit in my my little uh, camping chair at the back of the net. Oh, this is this is truly ridiculous, actually, listeners. So basically, when <laughs> Phil when Phil has his bat, he gets a camping chair, and it's like uh, there's two nets in a cage. So from a safety point of view, you know. It's probably not the safest place in the world to sit. No, but you but are I watching am... the action. You are watching the action, oh, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. watching both nets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just uh, get your camping chair out, sit there for an hour and a half, watch everyone else bowl, watch everyone else bat, and then you have the occasional bowl. When yeah, you fancy I, I don't want to give the impression that I'm sort of arrogantly disdainful of bowling, although obviously I am. Yeah. Uh, so, what impression are you trying to give off? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I got this thing together in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's not a great look. It's not a great look. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a thoroughly lovely experience. And uh, another lad came up to us this week and said, oh, I'll hear you on the podcast. And Joe was there, Joe Harmon as well, another podcast stalwart. Um, subscribes to the magazine, listens to the show. So yeah, if you're listening to this one, mate, you made my week. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that's a wonderful place to end, end the show on um this has been the wizard club cricket podcast in association with nat west if you enjoyed the show please tell your friends and we'll be back soon cheers Podcast Network.